0: Are you burned out, overwhelmed, not managing stress well? Have you lost that fire for a profession that you loved? Are you a physician that trained over a decade for a career you now resent? I'm Dr. V and I'm a burnout survivor. I call myself the Harriet Tubman of healthcare because I'm free and I'm coming back to get you so you can be free too. Let's move from fed up to fixing it. Although I'm a doctor, this does not make me your doctor. The information on the podcast, including opinions and recommendations, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to be a substitute for the advice of an appropriately qualified and licensed physician or other healthcare provider.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Office Visits with Dr. V. I'm your host, Benita Bernardo, MD, a board-certified OBGYN and a board-certified lifestyle medicine physician. <sighs> you all, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the guests that we have today. As you know, we're kind of turning a corner. This is a long, windy road, and we're focusing on lifestyle and how we can use our lifestyle to create physical and mental peace, peace in our bodies. And so what we put in our bodies is extremely, extremely important to our health. And so the woman that I have today, she has walked this journey. She is living this and she is thriving and she is now a plant-based queen and she's helping others learn about the plant-based lifestyle and she's making it stay, seem a little easy. And like, you want to do this. So if you are listening in your car or wherever you are, you want to stay tuned and listen to the entire episode. So without further ado, I am welcoming Dr. Michelle Johnson to the show. Welcome, Dr. Johnson. Thank you, Dr. B. <laughs> so guys, she is an accomplished woman. She has a PhD. She is an educator. She founded a school with her husband, the College Preparatory and Leadership Academy. We call it The Point. And my children have gone there for years and they have they have poured into them. And so she, that's great. But for the purposes of Office Business with Dr. V, she's going to talk to us about her journey To a life of health and wellness. So, Dr. Johnson, I'm going to let you take it away. Tell us, just tell us a little bit
2: about yourself and how you got started on this health journey. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I never would have imagined that I would be in this space. I'm a Texas girl. I grew up (laughs) with Texas barbecue and Mexican food and all things sweet tea. And Mm. that was just, you know, food is cultural, food is emotional. It is legacy in some ways. Mm. And everything about the smell of a barbecue pit and a glass of cold sweet tea on a hot summer day is (laughs) what I grew up with. And I think everybody has some type of cultural, familial, hometown, food connection. And so that was me. And I use the word was because that's not me anymore. Although, and I'll talk a little bit about how I know it's not me anymore because when I go back home, it's not even tempting. So I never imagined that I would be in this space. It wasn't my intention at all, at all whatsoever, but it came a point in time when I just had lost myself in work, in ministry, in children, in, you know, husband, and just lost myself in life and the stresses of work. I didn't even realize how it was killing me. And- And I wasn't, it was killing. It was literally killing killing me. Yeah. I wasn't cooking. I wasn't, because, you know, I made the excuse I didn't have time, right? I'm a professional woman. We got all this going on. There's no time to cook. So I probably cooked once a week, maybe once a week. And so my family was, we were surviving off of fast food. We were surviving off of, Ordering, you know, from the local chain restaurants, and that's what we were doing. And over time, it just wreaked havoc on my health and on the health of my family. They have their own story, so I won't share, you know, theirs. But I will say, as a mother, in all transparency, I dropped the ball. I did not do. Ooh. I was not a good mom. I was not a good mom for Ooh. years in terms of of health and wellness. I was not a good example. They saw me working myself to anxiousness, working myself to anger, so much so that one of my children told me when we were home with quarantine, she said, you know, you're much happier. She told me that.
1: Oh, from the mouth and of babes, from the mouths, from of-, the mouths of babes. That COVID, and I'm going to let you continue, but that's what shifted me too. When we slowed down, came home, yeah, a lot was revealed. Okay. And yeah. uh, we're yeah. going to give you some grace on being <laughs> a bad mom. But I, I'm not, I hear you. You weren't <laughs> setting
2: an example. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Go ahead. It, when you think about it, and I'm not characterizing anyone else, everybody's just doing the best they can, Always. but it was not good it was not good. And we gave no thought and no intentionality to food. It was no thought or intentionality to it. It was just that it was happenstance and, oh, okay, now order. Okay. What what are we going to pick up? Oh, you know, phone call home. Did you pick up something? Do you need something? And whoever is coming home and wasn't too tired to pick up something, picked up something. That's how it was. Yep. And so yep. that was not good. So, but it, mm. it really, my journey really all started with, it was Christmas, December 2019 before COVID 2019, driving back from Texas, 16 hour drive, driving through the night and my feet started to swell and my legs. And I think I remember texting you or sending you a photo or somebody and This is the first time it had ever happened to me, ever. And so much so that I didn't feel well. I started praying that, oh, just let me make it home. I don't want to stop and go to an emergency room or anything. It hurt to walk. We stopped in Birmingham and got a hotel. And I had to put my feet up while my family went to dinner. So I couldn't even go to dinner with them, and it was like, you know, a sign that was something. Mm. Something has to give, and so we made it home and talked to a couple of people. What's going on? Okay, okay, yeah, you need to lose weight. You've been hearing that for a while. I need to lose weight, right? Okay, I've been (laughs) needing to lose weight, but it's never gotten to the point where my legs and feet had swollen. Yeah, something else was happening. What's going on, right? Yeah. Something else was happening. And so I went to the doctor, a new doctor and a new doctor, and finally just said, I need a change. I need to change. It's what I said. I need to change. I need to lose weight. I need to get healthier. I need a change. And this is what I said, because I'm kind of like a little stubborn. I said, but I can't. She's like, well, you may need to do a detox. And I said, and I'm thinking, oh, detoxes are when you don't eat. I was like, I'm not doing that. I got to eat. If there's anything that involves me not (laughs) eating, I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm not doing it. We are not starving up in here. Okay, I got you. And she explained, no, that wasn't the case. There's another kind of detox where we did a 20, I did a 28 day detox that required me to eat, but it required me to eat certain things. And it kind of weaned you off of certain things down to a plant-based at the end. Now, I didn't do that with the intention of staying plant-based or, you know, remaining plant-based. But when I finished, well, let me back up. I went to the doctor probably around February or April, April, it was April. I didn't start the detox till June. It took a couple of months (laughs) to get your mind right. To get your mind right, it took a couple of months. Were you
1: convinced though that you wanted to do it or were you thinking, I'm not going to do it? And your body kept talking to you and saying, you need to do this.
2: I was convinced that I wanted to, I needed to, but I'm the type, I have the type of personality, once I make up my mind, then I'm going to do it. But if I haven't made up my mind, then it's just a waste of time because I'm not a wishy-washy person. So I have to make up my mind. I have to be sure. And it took a couple of months before I was actually sure. Yes.
1: So let me, okay, that part because everybody knows and we hear we're supposed to eat and exercise and do all these things. What happened in those few months that helped you make up your mind?
2: We were quarantined with COVID. Mm. That was 2020. So April of 2020, that's when we're quarantined The work is from home. Everything is going on. You can't go to fast food. Mm. You can't do a lot of ordering.
1: Right. Okay.
2: Okay. You got to figure it out. And I started cooking because I hated cooking. I detested cooking. I hated the grocery store. I tell you no lies. I would sit outside of the grocery store with anxiety, not knowing what to do. I would call our dear friend, Christian, rest in peace. And I would say, what should I cook? tell me what to do. And she would say, "Well, you could do this, you could do that." And that's really interesting, Dr. B, cuz this is coming from someone, you know, we're educated. We are professionals. We are no one would believe I'm sitting outside the grocery store in the parking lot, paralyzed, not sure what to do cuz I didn't have a desire for anything in that store. Nothing. I didn't Wow. I didn't like cooking chicken. I mean, it took me forever to eat a chicken leg as a child because it had a vein in it. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't like
1: doing it. This um, is amazing. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to fast forward. We don't have to go there, but you have a group now, the tribe of 12 Yo, she is doing grocery (laughs) store tours and teaching seminars. Like she's in the grocery store, picking up stuff, teaching people how to read. Yes, yes. So we've gone from sitting in the parking lot, anxious and scared to now bringing other people in and educating them. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So you made up your mind and what was, you did the detox, I'm assuming. What Uh were some of the first things that started to happen in your body? And, and what were you eating? Like what kinds of things oh, were going
2: on with you at that time? Yeah. Some of the first things that start to happen is definitely mind games because mm. um, it was more in the mind for me than physical, than, you know, than in the body, you know, the gut or or anything like that.
1: Yeah. It was
2: really, really in the mind. It was a detox of discipline and attention. It was so much of that and stripping You know, all the things you're used to doing, all of the process things that you're used to putting in your body. And I started to feel it in my mind, in my brain, almost like I've never detoxed from, you know, a controlled substance or anything, but I'm assuming it started like that. and, And your body just starts to, you just start to think crazy things. You may get a little hangry, a little short tempered. Yeah. And so this is what I started <laughs> doing. I started walking. And I started walking and I started recording myself and tracking that. And this is in COVID. And I would go out by myself to the greenway. And I if initially, because I had gained so much weight, just to give context, you know, I had I had gained so much weight, I was at like a 2X, a 2X. And now I'm down to like a medium in a regular large, you know, I can wear a medium t-shirt. And so I'd only walk, I would walk like a mile at first, and then I'd gradually build up and I would walk, I would meditate. I would just be with nature. I would hear from God. I would just be by myself to hear because COVID was so difficult and mentally draining in the work that we had to do and still educate kids Walking. Yeah. I did it every day, every single Every day. day. And how many minutes would day. that be?
1: Like how many minutes would
2: that take out of your day just to walk um, every day? Yeah. Initially it might be 15, 20 minutes and then it would go up to two hours, three hours. Sometimes I would Ooh, be wow. out walking for three hours by myself.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Absolutely necessary. I wouldn't have made it without it. Absolutely necessary. And then instinctually, you have to drink water. So on the detox, you only drink water and then maybe it's a herbal tea. And so I just detoxed off of any other kind of drinks and all that kind of stuff. And it it slowly began to work. And I remember July 4th is when I finally decided, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I didn't know the difference between vegan and plant-based at the time. So I was like, I'm going to do this vegan thing. I'm not vegan because there's a difference. I'm yes. plant-based, but I'm going to do this thing. So I would start researching a lot of vegan plant-based meals and start to explore. And I got excited about food. Yes, you
1: did. Yes, you did. And I don't know where your journey had happened, but you created a Facebook group. Yeah. And you were so excited. You were showing us all the good stuff that you were making, your lasagna, all your desserts. You started juicing like all of this evolved from the detox. Well, actually, from the swollen legs on the ride home from Texas. Wow.
2: Wow. That's amazing. And I knew I was not in a good place. And I knew that if my stubborn self who said, oh, I'll never give up cheese, I'll never do that because I was addicted to cheese. Yeah. And But if I could do it and still doing it and have no desire for it, then somebody else could do it as well. If my busy lifestyle, I can do it. Yes, somebody else yes, can yes, do it yes, yes. as yes. well. And I begin to fall in love with Bud's food mm-hmm. and begin to really In a sense, it felt like a different form of worship to me where I was just grateful for, you know, opening a pomegranate and just seeing the amazing wonders
1: that God did yes, And all the different different colors and colors
2: and the sweetness. And once you detox from sugar, you can taste real sugar that God made. It's amazing. So that-
1: How long, how long did that take for your taste buds to change? Would you say? Did it happen during the 28 day detox or did it take longer into your plant-based journey?
2: I think it happened for me. I think the majority of it, probably 80% of changing my palate and desires happened during the detox. And I had no idea. It was that my doctor's brilliant. So she knew what I needed. She so, absolutely is. And I had no idea that's what it was doing because it would require you to, you know, you would think, okay, I can eat a peach or I can eat this and it's fruit, but no it would have you detox and have you eat one kind of fruit, like a pear or an apple. You know, it was detoxing your body to adjust to a certain kind of food, over time. And I believe that was 80% of just changing my palate and my desires was the detox. So anyone who asked me, I started with a detox 28 days and I was faithful with it so much so that I I hired a chef who makes these prepared meals. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I would say, okay, I mean, this is the only thing that can be in it. And it cannot be cooked with oil. It cannot be cooked with butter. It has to be cook this way. And this is what I need. And they would drop off, you know, seven days worth of this to help me out in the process.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Making it work for your lifestyle. Yeah. So your palate changed. Mm -hmm. You started exercising. We came from, okay, I have swollen legs and you didn't say it, but I'm sure you were tired in there somewhere and maybe mentally exhausted. I'm just assuming that I've been there. I, I know what that looks like. Tell us about some of the changes that happened in your mind and your body once you adopted this lifestyle.
2: Yeah, yeah. My cortisol cortisol was extremely high. It just wasn't, it wasn't pretty, Dr. Bernardo. It wasn't pretty. I was sleeping a lot. I was not really sleep. I'll take that back.
1: Yeah. I yeah. was
2: exhausted. Right. I wasn't sleeping like I'm sleeping now, like going to bed at eight o'clock, eight thirty <laughs> to actually go to sleep because <laughs> I get up early now to work out. But she's a Peloton queen too, y'all. But go you know, ahead. I'm sorry. It wasn't good. It's hard to even explain and to think back over how far I had let myself go. So, so much to the point where I thought it was like, how is this happening to me? I'm not really eating doc. I'm not, I only eat once a day and it's in the afternoon, but yet it's a cheeseburger and fries. And that wasn't good. So my metabolism was way off, was horrible. And one of the things that the doctor said was we need to do a metabolic reset and Mm -hmm. to reset your metabolism. And so that's what the detox helped to do. And the walking was to reset my metabolism, which yeah. you think, like, I mean, I thought that it would make me more tired, but it actually gave me energy. Energy. It actually <laughs> gave me energy. So I started to have more energy. I would work all day, started going to the grocery store. Grocery store is my new club. That's the hangout spot. (laughs) I would go to the grocery store. I would come home. I would prepare meals. I'm like, where is all this energy coming from? Like, literally, you would would get home five o'clock and I would still have three hours to give to my family. Three hours up on my feet, giving to my family. Boom, boom, boom. Move, move, move. New energy, clarity of mind. So many people mm. that I work with talk about the clarity of mind, the brain fog gone. hmm. hmm. Clarity of mind was a newness and, and just more energy and feeling lighter, more regularity with your bowel
1: movements. Come on. Oh, I'm telling you that part right there. <laughs>
2: Just to be clear, more yes. regularity. Yes. I mean, like clock work. Yeah. So much yeah. so that you begin to know your body because when it's not right, is not right. I found out through the testing with my doctor that I had a, a gluten sensitivity, had no wow. idea. Wow. And, but guess what? On the second round or the yearly test after that blood test, it's gone.
1: Wow.
2: It's gone. Wow. So I began to watch my numbers, not just my weight. And actually after losing 40 pounds, I stopped weighing because you just got to know your personality. If you get a little obsessive compulsive, yeah, it wasn't healthy for me to start yeah. watching. So I had to stop watching the weight and start looking at the other numbers that I never really paid attention to. What insulin, were those sensi- numbers? insulin sensitivity, high blood pressure or vitamin D. Now I never had high blood pressure, but my cholesterol started to rise yeah. and I was never on cholesterol medicine or blood pressure medicine or any of that, but always pre-diabetic since I was like 18. And mm-hmm. this is when I was most fit at 18. So I knew wow. it was something genetic there and not knowing my medical history because I'm adopted. So not knowing that or how long anybody lived in life or what they dealt with. So I had to start looking closer at those numbers. And I think I shared with you when I got my last report back, this is the first time I'd ever looked at it. I've never been given that number, right? (laughs) That my insulin sensitivity is the thing that I wanted to, my doctor and I wanted to really focus on. Get down, And that was, it was high. It was higher than it should have been. And then in six months, it was like normal, (laughs) like cut in half. Like what?
1: Okay. So just for the people listening, because we are in a society, society where there is a pill for every ill and you have transitioned to where food is medicine. So just to be clear, you didn't change your numbers with any pill right? This I did. All... I
2: refused. You know me. I, know. I refused <laughs> the pills. She I refused kept... the pills. This is all no. lifestyle. This is all lifestyle. The pill that when I went to the doctor initially and I was given what people are starting to take now, Ozempic. And for one time, they she stuck it in me, my stomach at the doctor. And for the rest of the week, I couldn't walk. It had done something to me. I didn't have clarity. I just didn't feel right. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't. And I'm like, if I cannot die, I was like, doc, if I can't go walk three miles or four miles every day, I can't take it. Because walking is my sanity. I cannot take it. And weaned off of that, stopped taking it. I said, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking I've been offered medicine. I've been offered it. And I'm not telling anyone to take what you need to take. But the only medicine I've been offered is for pre-diabetes. And I just know and believe that with discipline and with God's food and with exercise, Absolutely. that Absolutely. my body will respond. And after six months, I saw it responded. That's not the only number that responded. Some other things that I don't you know, know all the ins and outs about, but that's the one I was looking at. But some other stuff cut down too. <laughs> A whole lot of Exactly. But most importantly, you feel
1: better. You're mentally. So you said you have more energy. You had more clarity. I'm sure you felt better in your body. I want to, because we're getting towards the end of our episode. I want to, I want to hear, this is so beautiful, what I think you have done with all of this knowledge and energy. You actually got a nutrition certification. And now you are teaching people, as I alluded to before. Tell us tell us about your program and how you're helping people now. Well,
2: I got the certification because as I started sharing, I initially started sharing on social media just for my own accountability. And because when you put it out there and you let people know, it's sort of like, oh, I got to keep going or something. So it's my own accountability. And so then that caught on and people started watching and paying attention and you know and asking and contacting me directly how can i help them and i am a firm believer in education and you know doing things the right way i'm not a mm-hmm. you know crock you know everybody pop up <laughs> kind of doctor or anything like that not a medical doctor i'm an educator but so i decided to go to e. Cornell university and study plant based nutrition by the leading plant based nutritionist and study plant based nutrition and look at medicine food as medicine and all the ways that different things like dairy and the standard american diet is harmful for us. And then from their program, then we're kind of guided into a wellness community with other plant-based nutritionists. And you receive more training and more professional development that I'm still doing. And then they coach you into helping others. And so I started the plant-based tribe of 12. And that is, I really just wanted 12 people who wanted to start making better choices. And I walk with them for 12 weeks. I walk with Mm -hmm. them at their own pace and I coach them for 12 weeks and it's reasonable. It's just $12 a week, but, and I coach them at their own pace and I give them the research. I share with them, the materials that I received, I also learned how to look at sources And find out if it is a reputable, if it is scientifically based and all that research. And I give it to them and let them decide for themselves and share what I share and let them decide for themselves. Let them take it to your doctor, take it whoever you need to talk to. But I will caution, as we know, not all doctors understand the plant-based kind of Living. So we learned about that as well. We did. Yeah. You you don't get that education in medical school. We don't get any
1: nutrition. I didn't get one nutrition class in medical school residency, and I bumped into plant based lifestyle medicine by watching Forks Over Knives, which kind of just changed everything for me. So, yeah, you know, to our listeners, there may be some resistance. I'm not your doctor. But I do believe in evidence and I align myself with people who believe in evidence and are reputable. And Dr. Johnson, exactly what she says, we have the evidence and she has the lifestyle to prove it. She is a living example of that. And so if you can't get it from your medical provider, I would recommend that you seek out a provider who might be more aligned with that. And if you can't find that, you find reputable sources like Dr. Johnson and myself that will lead you and guide you. I've got a lot of resources on my site, office visits with drv.com. So, okay. So we're gonna close out. Oh man, you've shared so much information. It's just what I want more than anything, I want people to see that it is possible. It's not like you were sitting at home, no kids, no husband, and you didn't have anything to do. You run a school. You're a superintendent for a charter school. You are a mother. You're a minister. You're active in the community. And so if you can do it, anybody can do it. And so just to close out for our listeners, what's one tip you would give people as they're trying to move from the SAD diet, the standard American diet, more towards leaning into a whole food plant-based diet.
2: Well, if that's what you have purpose to do, that you know in your heart that you are being led to eat better, live better, I would say don't put a label on it initially. You're not being asked to go 100% plant-based. You're not being asked to go vegan. Don't get caught up in all of that. Start by looking at the foods that were in the garden initially, the Garden of Eden. And those things that I would always say, if Adam and Eve recognizes it, if they recognize it, then it's probably good for you. If they mm, don't recognize good. it, if they probably <laughs> don't recognize it, have no idea where it came from because it's been you know, put together in a factory and manufactured here and processed here and bleached here and stripped here, mm. if they don't recognize it, it's probably not that good for you. And that doesn't mean that you strip that out of your life totally 100%, but let's start to tip the scales towards like the things you see in the background of my picture, those things that they Mm. will recognize and less of what they don't recognize. What would your great, great grandparents recognize? Let's eat more of those things that they they planted in the ground, that they brought into the home and let's eat less of what they wouldn't recognize And slowly but surely, your body will respond to the natural foods, the plants from the earth and less to the other things. If you want to just start slowly.
1: Absolutely. That was very, very good. Don't get caught up in labels. Start slowly. okay? I absolutely love it. So. All right, Dr. Johnson, you have put it out here, all this information. First of all, real quick, does your detox have a name? I know people are going to
2: ask. Does it, it have does. a name? Is it a special type of detox? It it does. It is a special type of detox, but we're not sponsored, but we'll tell you anyway. It's okay. Metagenics.
1: Metagenics.
2: <laughs> Metagenics. Okay. Metagenics 28-Day Detox. And you can see it online. That's what my doctor recommended. And I got it through her and it did the trick. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so how can our listeners get in
1: touch with you? How can
2: they follow you, Facebook, your group, your website, all that stuff? I'm primarily on Facebook and Instagram and Dr. Michelle, it's one word, Dr. Michelle Johnson on Facebook, and Dr. Michelle, I'm, I I got to do better with my social media stuff. So go <laughs> to Facebook first. <laughs> go to Facebook. It will be in the, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> go to Facebook first, and you can find me there. And I share a few things on my personal page. And then my group is private now for those who are subscribed to the group and
1: okay. for those 12. Okay. So how can someone be a part of the tribe of 12? And do they have to live where Dr.
2: Johnson lives? Do they have to be local? No, I actually have someone in California right now. And uh-huh. they do not have to be local. And Plant-Based Trauma 12 will kick off again in the summer. It's for 12 weeks intentionally. Okay, because a lot of these things you see is like, oh, join me for this seven-day challenge, this 14-day challenge. And I'm not knocking those things at all, but... It's for 12 weeks because it takes it's going to take that long for you to create new habits and for you to begin to feel differently and think differently about food. And it's a slow walk. It's not a fast. Walk. Yeah. First yeah. week, we're not cutting all of your meat out. Right. <laughs> but it's a slow walk. And so that's why it's 12 weeks. And I just hold your hand through it. Awesome. I love handholding.
1: Well, I am so happy. Y'all, I've been trying to get her on here for a long time. (laughs) You know, so she's been going through this journey since 2020. So we're in 2023. I finally got her here. And so I'm so honored to have you here and to hold you up as an example of what's possible. And so I wish you all of the success. And I pray, I pray that people will hear something from this episode that will make the difference and get them headed towards a healthier life. So for our listeners, again, thank you for joining in. I'm glad you made it through the whole episode. Please leave a review, a like and comment, and we will actually have all of Dr. Johnson's information in the show notes. And please, please, please get started today. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.